Welcome to The Talent Scout. I'm your host, Shane Keen, and I'm a recruitment advertiser with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the reverse of our podcast name. Every week, I'm going to give you a snapshot of some of the recruitment issues we're all facing, along with the occasional healthy dose of sarcasm, and maybe even some solutions. Every month here at Scout Talent, our recruitment specialists carry out webinars on a range of recruitment topics for our clients. I was lucky enough to be the speaker at our most recent webinar, and the topic was everything you need to know about executive recruitment. If you missed it, you can catch the recording of the webinar by going to www.scouttalent.ca and clicking on the resources tab, or alternatively, you can keep listening to this bite-sized run-through of everything worth knowing about executive-level recruitment. Something really interesting that came out of the webinar itself was that we asked all in attendance, who were mostly CEOs and talent leaders, whether they thought that executive level recruitment and executive level interviews should be significantly different from other interviews or not. Over 80% of respondents said yes, and in fairness, it was a little bit of an unfair question to post them because I cruelly only gave them the choice of yes or no as an answer. But I think this is a really great starting point. Executive level recruitment is different from other forms and levels of recruitment for sure. However, whether it is significantly different or not is very much debatable. As my colleagues and I have worked on executive level recruitment campaigns, we have come to the realization that while there are certainly nuances to the overall process at this level of seniority, it still all comes down to your fundamental and foundational recruitment functions. This is your candidate attraction strategies, your interviewing, your shortlisting, your background checks, and your onboarding process. As long as you've mastered these cornerstones of recruitment, there are only a couple of places that you need to tweak or elevate yourself in order to really excel when it comes to recruitment at an executive level. Before we begin going to market to find our new senior leader, it is fundamental that you gather together all of the relevant stakeholders and get your ducks in a row. I apologize, I could not think of a less cheesy expression than ducks in a row. What I mean by this is that everyone who is going to be a decision maker or part of an interview panel or in some way part of the recruitment process needs to come together and develop an aligned vision of the sort of person that you're all looking for. You need to know what quantifies a good candidate and what you want the candidate to do within your organization. Senior executives aren't going to come to an organization just to fill the void of an exiting predecessor, so you need to know what your mission for them is. Do you want them to transform your organization, make a new revenue stream more profitable, get your business into a position to be sold? Whatever the mission is, you need to be clear on it from the get-go to ensure that you attract the right sort of executive talent for your organization. Also, while you have all of your stakeholders gathered, it might be worth establishing the availability of your interviewing panel to interview. If it's going to be an interview carried out by a board who only meet on a quarterly basis, that could be a logistical challenge to overcome. Though candidates at this point in their career are used to a longer recruitment process, they're also very aware of their value, and you don't want to keep them waiting for an interview only for them to join your competitor. Once you've an aligned vision of the person that you're looking for, it's time to deploy your candidate attraction strategies. You're going to want a mix of active and passive approaches for a role like this. Active candidates being those that are looking at job boards, and passive candidates being those that you proactively approach yourself. Even though you may end up with a lot of people applying for your role, that doesn't mean that any of those people are the sort of person with the competency and motivation that is needed to drive your organization forward. You need to cast the net as wide as you can in order to attract that ideal candidate. 
At this point in your process, it is worth noting that a lie or an inauthentic initial message, be that your job description or the sales pitch you approach a passive candidate with, will be spotted by executive candidates and it will cost you those same candidates. What I mean by inauthentic are things like describing yourself as a place that everyone loves to work, but your glass door rating is low, or describing yourself as an industry leader, but everyone within your industry knows that that just isn't true. It's not hopeless, however. You can use these statements to your advantage. If you're looking to hire a new director of people and culture, as an example, then owning your low glass door rating and stating that you want to be a place that everyone loves to come to work is a really powerful message and gives the senior leader that you're courting a mission, one which, if they achieve, can become a powerful story within their own career. Moving on to interviewing executive level candidates, the basics are still key. Don't be intimidated or feel that the basics are necessary. You should still start with a resume walkthrough and confirm any confusing timelines or areas of concern. You should still cover those housekeeping questions around the compensation package and whether it's going to work for the candidate or not. If they're relocating, it's worth finding out if they've researched the location that they're planning on moving to and what they think of it. Once that's covered, your focus when interviewing executive level candidates is then on understanding their motivations. Why do they want to make a move? What interests them about your organization? What do they hope to gain from working in this position or with your organization? These questions around motivation are important because movements at the executive level are big changes for both the candidate and for the company. So it's really important to make sure that it's going to be a right fit for both the candidate and the company. In terms of an interview structure, you may find that executive level interviews become more conversational. That's not something to resist and it's pretty natural as your candidates are likely going to be interviewing you just as much as you're interviewing them. At this level, your candidates are not just seeking to impress. Many are seeking to be impressed themselves. They've accomplished a lot in their career and they want their next move to be the right move in pushing them forward. So let the conversation flow naturally and let the questioning go both ways. Bringing things back to recruitment basics again, it is incredibly important to carry out robust background checks, behavioral checks, and reference checks with your preferred candidates. This isn't beneath executive recruitment. It's hugely important that you know as much as you can about a person who's going to have a massive impact on your organization before you hire them. Behavioral checks and reference checks won't rule anyone out of your recruitment process, but they will give you a more rounded image of who your candidates are, and ideally, they'll help one of your candidates just shine a little bit brighter than their competitors. Once you've made your decision and chosen your new hire, it is worth considering onboarding. Although, if we're being completely honest, you probably should have considered onboarding long before this point. Up to 20% of employee turnover happens within the first 45 days, and senior leaders will have no qualms about leaving an organization early if it's not what was promised to them. A good onboarding process can help you mitigate this, and after all this time and the resources that you've put into securing your new hire, you really don't want to lose them now. Onboarding entails a lot less handholding at this level, but there are still effective ways to make it work for senior leadership. Primarily, you need excellent communication during your onboarding period. Your new hires should be very clear on what is expected of them at 30, 60, and 90 days after joining. Equally, establishing workshops with department leads can be a useful way to get your new hire up to speed. These workshops can include industry overviews, operational overviews, or overviews of your current programs, whatever it is that you feel is most critical for your new hire to know. On the admin side of things, moving your employee contracts and any other forms you need to be online and digital can be really helpful as well. 
Signing digitally is a better candidate experience than trying to print, scan, and email a document. It will help you and your new hire get up and running quicker. Executive recruitment can seem daunting, largely because of the stakeholders that are involved within it. However, the hardest part is often getting started and getting all of your stakeholders aligned. Once you have that completed and you've clearly established your goal, just hold true to the basics of recruitment and you will find the candidates that you're looking for. Talent Scout is a Scout Talent production. If you've got a challenging role that you're struggling to fill or an applicant tracking system that just isn't meeting your needs, then the Scout Talent team can help. The Talent Scout podcast is hosted by Shane Keane. Researching is by Mark Sheehan and Shane Keane. Production and editing is by Mark Sheehan. For access to all of the recruitment content produced by our recruitment specialists, including in-depth free webinars on everything from hunting that purple unicorn to best practices for interviews, go to www.scouttalent.ca and follow the resources link.